0: might be of some value here but how do you respond to it to, to those kinds of uh, again loving criticisms um, I think that the criticism is helpful um, I also think that it might um, I think of a lot of things the first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers um, we I uh, are trained Marxists. Um, We are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. It's becoming very clear that the United States has undergone a cultural, moral, and religious revolution. Militant secularism has arisen in this country. And it's always had a hold on the intellectual and academic elites. But in the 1960s, It captured the young in the universities and the colleges, and we've had this great cultural battle war begin. Since then, secularism has really achieved dominance in the academic community, in the intellectual community, in the entertainment community in Hollywood, and part of the political community, but not the nation as a whole. However, it is much stronger than it was. And so this is the basis of our great cultural war we're undergoing right now. This militant group is anti-Christian, anti-God, anti-traditionalist, and this revolution has a lot to do with how people live and work. And we are basically two countries right now. Two countries morally, socially, culturally, and theologically. Cultural wars do not lend themselves to peaceful coexistence. One side prevails, or the other side prevails. And the truth is that while the conservatives, in my judgment, basically won the Cold War with political and economic communism, we've lost the Cultural War with Cultural Marxism which I think has prevailed throughout pretty much the United States, or is the now dominant culture. Whereas those of us that are traditionalists, we would basically be the counterculture to that. So what exactly is Marxism, the dominant culture of today? And how did the founders of communism figure out a way to take over our country? Not with guns and weapons, but but with values and ideas. Let's take a closer look at this and see exactly how it all happened. On this episode of the Truth Podcast, where we question everything this is a truth podcast where we question everything and no topic is off limits i got it all covered discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events geopolitics culture economics and healthcare. you're now listening to the truth podcast question everything and now your host richard there was a man named Karl Marx. Marx had an idea. His idea was that the workers of the world should unite and rise up to counter an evil foe, that foe being capitalism. Capitalism, the idea that people in private companies should be able to own the means of production and be free to earn and have as much as they wished was anathema to Marx. Marx felt that the state should own the means of production as well as products produced and then the state should distribute a fair share of all such products to each and every worker. Thus in his book, The Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx thundered workers of the world unite. Now sure, he had a principle to unify all workers in every country. Marx looked forward to eventually taking over the world. Karl Marx believed that you would have a rebellion by the workers against the capitalist system which would then create uh, a Marxist uh, communist society where you would have dictatorship of the proletariat. Unfortunately, when World War I broke out, the workers of the world did not unite. In fact, the workers united with their respective countries and fought each other. What happened was the Marxists had an enormous disillusionment with the French and the Germans and the British workers all rose up from their fatherland and went to war happily fighting one another. Marx's idea was a total failure. Workers were more loyal to their respective countries, churches, and cultural values than they were to their counterparts in other countries. They did not want to give up their houses. A few years after Marx failed, several of his disciples got a new idea on how to take over the world. One of his disciples, Antonio Gramsci, while in prison, wrote up a series of plans, now known as the Prison Notebooks. In this plan, Gramsci announced the workers of the world will unite only after the Long March is over. The Long March, in other words, they had to get into the culture and change the way of people's thinking. And if people were thinking about patriotism and nation and God and country, that was a mechanism which was too resistant to Marxism. So you had to erode and destroy that in the individuals that began what's called the Long March through the institutions. Through the seminaries through the churches through the media through hollywood and all the rest of it to create an anti-christian culture which would destroy the christian's beliefs and convictions and the vast majority of the people so they would embrace the ideas of marxism the success of cultural marxism means the demise of the united states constitution constitutions are basically a set of principles it's like based on ultimately the moral code when you go back to the declaration of independence And what was the Declaration of Independence, right? The law of nature, of God's right, the ultimate moral code. But if you don't follow those principles, if you try to, as the expression goes, shave off a point here or there to make a buck or two to be reelected or some kind of special interest group to get some kind of government subsidy, then the consequences are going to be in the long run deleterious to society as a whole. And there's the difficulty there. Too many people are thinking in the short term and not applying these principles which are designed to give us a long-term stability to this system so now that you know what marxism is how does it tie to black lives matter well there's black lives matter the concept and black lives matter the institution most people who sign on to the blm movement believe that they're backing the concept but it should be understood very clearly That the institution is reaping all of the benefits. And the institution has absolutely no concern for the well-being of black lives or equality in this country. In fact, by their own admission, their purpose isn't to heal this country, it's to rip it apart and remake it into a more Marxist kind of society. As we take a look at their What We Believe section on their website, they list their goals and all of them are extreme leftist stances concerned with destroying the very fabric of America in favor of the implementation of radical Marxist ideals. Anything permeated with Marxism doesn't have the interests of the people in mind. It often uses people or causes as an avenue to dismantle and rebuild political systems. Communism and socialism are not a solid system to replace anything with as it deteriorates and degrades anything it touches, and that includes the lives of the people. These two systems alone have claimed the lives of millions over the span of its implementation in various countries. The black community isn't really a concern for BLM the institution. If it was, it would be looking into studies on what policies affect the black community on a fundamental level, improving relations between law enforcement and the black community, and putting money towards the institutions that do see marked improvements for the black population's way of life they have no interest in that however they maintain themselves to be a reactive organization that has no interest in fixing the problem this is evidenced by color's reaction to the wichita first steps barbecue event in 2016 where a black community and the law enforcement community got together to have real conversations to provoke better understanding Colors immediately distanced BLM from this event and said this, quote, We don't sit on panels with law enforcement, and we don't have barbecues or cookouts with law enforcement. We feel the best method at this point in history is by holding police accountable by organizing and advocating for police accountability, unquote. In other words, BLM's purpose isn't to bridge gaps. It's to criticize and react. This is textbook Marxism meant to bring down organizations, not help improve them. Supporting the concept of Black Lives Matter, ensuring the equal opportunity and well-being of the black community is what many believe they are doing. And if that's the case, then be sure to only support the concept and distance yourself from the institution, which is putting black lives in harm's way for political and monetary gain. If you found this episode useful, please consider subscribing. Leave a comment, like, thumbs up, and share this video with your friends and family. Take care.